Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the JMSN Sportscast. I'm Jack Martin, uh, here with me, James Ferrante, and special guest, Jacoby Justice. Hello. Um, so today, we'll be talking about March Madness, a sort of recap, and top five relievers in the MLB. Let's get started. All right, so um, first segment of the day, March Madness. Um, so this year's tournament was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, super um, crazy. Jacoby, what were your thoughts? Um, well, this is the second time that a 16 seed has beat a 1 seed. So I thought that was really crazy. Um, I bet a lot of people had Purdue going pretty far. Yeah, that was a crazy upset. FDU from uh, Fairleigh Dickinson uh, University, hailing from New Jersey, um, upset number one Purdue. Uh, it was a pretty crazy game. Yeah. Did you watch it? I watched it, yes. Yeah, it was pretty wild the entire time, and it came down to the end, and Fairleigh Dickinson won. James, what do you think? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, so there were in the final four, there were no one seeds, no two seeds, and no three seed. Um, with a four seed, two five seeds, and a nine seed. Uh, pretty crazy how that all unraveled. Um, Alabama losing to San Diego State. Um, then we had uh, Kansas losing to Arkansas. Obviously, Purdue losing to FDU, and then Houston. Um, uh, Houston lost also. Yeah, um, and then Arizona lost to another New Jersey school uh, in Princeton. Uh, Jacoby, what do you think about those upsets? Um, I did not expect Princeton to go anywhere. Um, they were 15 seed, and I just didn't feel like they were going to be that good. And they ended up surprising me. So, yeah, they beat a good Arizona team, and then went on to beat Missouri also. Um, yeah, it was a great run. And New Jersey schools again. Last year, St. Peter's. This year, Princeton and FDU really showing up. Um, James, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on, uh, we had our eventual winner at UConn uh, beating. San Diego State in the final. Um, Jacoby, what do you think about UConn's kind of dominance throughout the entire tournament? Um, honestly, I expected a better game for the final game. Uh, UConn was just so dominant, and they beat um, San Diego State. How much? I think it was by like thirteen. Yeah, yeah something like that. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, UConn kind of dominated all a lot of good teams in the tournament. They destroyed Gonzaga, who who beat uh, UCLA, who's also, like, both those teams are very good. Um, yeah. They, UConn also beat a Miami squad, who beat a lot of good teams in the regular season and in uh, March Madness. Um, and it, it was kind of unexpected, but 
once you got to the Elite Eight or Final Four, you could tell that they were a top contender. And, yeah, they're one of, if not the top team in West Madness, and they ended up proving that. Uh, yeah. It was once it got to the final four, I think everyone could start to realize that UConn had like they just like, were doing so good that I think they I kind of knew that they were gonna win, but it was you never know. But it was yeah, especially in this kind of March Madness, especially like this year where there are so many upsets, you really weren't going to know, but you had a good feeling about UConn, just, like, their dominance. They're a four seed. Uh, based off, like, after this tournament, I don't think they should. They should be way higher than a four seed. Um, but overall, great. A great tournament. Um, there were some crazy games. Like, San Diego State and FAU came down to the final shot. Uh, buzzer beater to win it and send San Diego State to the final. Um, but FAU played their butts off. I mean, FAU like the the entire tournament beat really good teams. They start. I mean, they started off playing FDU, who like yeah beat Purdue, but they're still a 16 seed. They're not great. I think Purdue is better than them, but they're just they just didn't play well, and that's their second year in a row where they got. Yeah. Last year they lost to St. Peter's. Yeah. So Jacoby, what do you think about like FAU's performance? Um, I was surprised by them too. Um, they did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, like they they beat a really good team in Kansas State, um, who knocked off Michigan State. They knocked off Kentucky. They did really well, and FAU just comes along in the Elite Eight, and they didn't annihilate them, but it was a good game, and FAU just played better, and they won. Um, yeah. But if you think about it, like going back, this entire tournament was plagued by upsets. I mean, there there wasn't a one seed, two seed, three seed in the final four. There was, in the Elite Eight, there was only one two seed. There was no one seeds or three seeds. And I don't know. It was just like coming into this tournament, I thought there weren't going to be that many. Like, it seemed as though there was going to be like a couple major ones, but like not really anything too crazy. And this entire tournament kind of changed my perspective on Jacoby, uh, any really last thoughts about March Madness? Um, it was just an insane tournament. I mean, it's always so much fun to watch because you have no idea what's going to go on. And, yeah, it was really good. Uh, James, any, any final comments? No. All right. Um, overall, wild March Madness. Uh, and it seemed... The end wasn't as climactic as, I don't know if that's a word, but uh, as people would hope. Um, but it, it was a great tournament overall. With all. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll about do it for the March Madness recap segment. Uh, moving on to top five relievers. 
All right, so top five relievers in the NLB. Um, we have our list here. Um, James, you want to start us off? Uh, actually, you can go, Jack. All right. Um, so number one reliever, in my opinion, in the game, Edwin Diaz of the New York Mets. I mean, he he's incredibly dominant when he has his – I mean, unfortunately, he did get injured in the World Baseball Classic and is out for the season. But he was jumping to celebrate a win. And that's, that's gonna sad. that's gonna happen sometimes, you know. Mm, that should not happen. It's gonna happen, and um, he but he has very he throws his fastball like a hundred miles per hour plus, and then he has a disgusting wipeout slider that can devastate hitters. And um, you know he's just really good. Uh, number two on my list, Emmanuel Classe. Number three, Devin Williams. Number four, Ryan Presley. And number five, Ryan Helsley. Uh, James, you want to tell us your list? Number one is Emmanuel Classe. Uh, two, Devin Williams. Three, Ryan Presley. Four, Josh Hader. And five, Edwin Diaz. The only reason he's five is because he's hurt. Because this is, like, going into the season. But, like, he's going to be out, like, the whole year. I don't understand how he got hurt. Jumping? It's going to happen sometimes. You know, unfortunate things are going to happen sometimes. How does that happen? Um, Jacoby, I know you don't have your exact list, but do you want to give us some top names that you have? Um, I'll try to remember. So, for first, I have Edwin Diaz when he's not hurt, of course. Uh, second, I have Emmanuel Classe. And then Devin Williams, Ryan Hesley. And fifth, I have Josh Hader. I mean, that's a pretty – we're pretty much equal. Like, we have mostly the same names. We have, like, all the same names. Yeah, we have the same names, just in different order. I didn't have Josh Hader up there just because, like, last year, I don't think he performed very well. Um, he – like, he there's a big trade, and everyone, like, in San Diego thought he was going to do really well. And he kind of didn't perform. That's why I didn't have him on this list. Um, Jacoby, why would you put him that high? Well, before he got traded, it seemed like he was pretty dominant as well. And he was, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, you make a good point there. It's not necessarily after he was traded, but it, before he was traded, he was really good, which kind of showed the potential. Yeah. Um, Devin Williams and Emmanuel Classe, we all kind of had them same places. Um, I don't think that either one of them is a number one closing MLB or just pitcher. Just because, like, they don't have the same, uh, uh, like, almost reputation that someone like Edwin Diaz has. Um, like, Edwin Diaz, the trumpets, was a huge thing last year. And even though that Devin Williams and Emmanuel Classe were really good, they just didn't have that, like, like reputation that um, Edwin Diaz had. And... I think that Edwin was a little more dominant than them, but that's not to take away from what they've done. Um, Jacoby, what do you think? Um, I do agree that Edwin Diaz certainly, like, I don't know how to put it. It's like the trumpets and all that, like, just added up to the hype before he pitched. And I feel like that sort of affected the batters when he was pitching, which made him even better. 
Yeah, it sort of intimidated them. Yeah. And so I feel like he is the best one when he's not hurt, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, James. What do you think about, like, Emmanuel Fox and Devin Williams? I think they will be probably the best closers this year because Edwin Diaz is hurt. And they, like, I mean, Devin Williams' screwball is unhittable, especially in Apple the Shell. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> Emmanuel Classe has the cutter, which is crazy how fast he can throw it and how nasty it is. So I think that they're better. Yeah, I agree with that. This year, I think they'll probably be the best just because Edwin Diaz is out and they have the talent to be the best in the LD. Um, and then we all kind of had Ryan Presley in there. Um, I think he's a very solid reliever for the Astros. Um, I just don't think he's as good as someone like Classe or Edwin Diaz. So that's why I had him a bit lower on my list, but still top five reliever in my opinion. Could we, what do you think? Um, I had him not in my top five. Um, I just feel like the other guys have, like, I don't know how to put it, like, just seem better and more dominant and more unhittable. Not taking anything away from Ryan Presley, but, like, the other guys are just so good. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I mean, I see where you're coming from with that. I just think that he has the ability to be good, and uh, he kind of showed that last year, and they ended up winning. Uh, he had he ended up like winning the World Series of the Astros. Um, yeah, but he didn't like, have any stress with him though, because the Astros are up most of the games. Yes, but like postseason, there's always going to be some sort of stress on pitchers, whether it's a five-run game or a one-run game. It's there's gonna be built in stress with that. So I think he was able to handle that well and he has the talent to be really good. Um pretty sure we all had Ryan Helsley on our list. Um, except for James, but or me and Jacoby did. I think I think he's a top five reliever. Um he is on a Cardinals team where they're pitching tends to be better, um, but he's one of their top pitchers. Like, him, Adam Wainwright, Jordan Hicks, they're all top pitchers. Um, he throws really hard, and he has good control, I think. Um, I just wouldn't put him above someone like Devin Williams, Emmanuel Classe, because he's not quite at their level, but he's still a really good pitcher. Uh, Jacoby, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Um, his fastball is amazing. I think it can get up to, like, 102, which is very hard to hit, um, which makes him a very good pitcher. Um, I don't know much about his other pitches, but I certainly know about his fastball, and that's a really good pitch, so that would put him on the list pretty high. And that's also coming from a Cubs fan who are, like, biggest rivals of the Cardinals and vice versa. Um, Yeah. So it just shows how good Ryan Helsley is. I just don't think he is as good as some of the other players on this list. So that's why I put him at number five. Um, but so pretty good. James, why didn't you have him on your list? Um, 
I just feel like that, like Josh Hader. I think he will do better. He just has to like find the strike zone and not walk as many guys as he did last year at the end of the year with the Padres. But Ryan Helsley is Helsley is definitely number six, but he could be in the top five by the end of the season if yeah. Josh Hader does not perform well again. Yeah, I mean. Jacoby, do you have any, like, final remarks for relievers? Um, I feel like Josh Hader, once again, could be really good, but he just has to do better than last year. Um, I still think Ryan Hesley should be in the top five, but, yeah. Edwin Diaz is at my top, number one, um, when he's not hurt. Yeah, I mean, all these guys could completely change, change his list, like, this year, like, Maybe Class A doesn't have a great year and moves down to four or five, but then uh, someone like Devin Williams has a great year and moves up to number one because Devin Diaz is hurt. Like, you never really know what's going to happen. Um, but right now, I think all of us have a pretty decent list. We have, like, six guys, I think, like, around that top five. So I think it's pretty consistent. Uh, James, anything? No. All right. Uh, that'll about do it. Um for the relievers and for this episode uh, let's head to the outro all right thank you everyone for listening to the jmsn sportscast i'm jack martin he's james Bronte. bye and a very special thanks to our uh guest jacoby justice for t- um tuning in thanks for having me uh we'll see you next time Thank you.